Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. We got a good one today and I have a guest, uh, a friend, a coach from our Stay 4 team that I want to introduce you to, Chad Lunsford. Chad, welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, so good to be here. Thanks for having me, Alan. And we're talking sabbatical today, one that hits close to home for you. And so before we get going uh, here, I'll have you kind of share a little bit of a, a background. But listeners, I want you to know that this isn't just an idea that we have. This is something that Chad and I coach into leaders and even whole organizations around the country. And uh, this is something that we want to demystify for you today. Sabbatical is something that's under understood, misunderstood, and actually has quite a few consequences um, when we don't understand it correctly. And so that's our hope. We're actually doing a two series uh, or two podcast series here where we're going to this first one talk why, what, and a little bit of the how we're actually going to dive in deeper in the next one. Um, But what we want to say is that this is just an invitation. This is just the beginning. Chad and I do sabbatical coaching. And during that time, we'll actually walk through these three different phases of this. We demystify it for folks and we've seen just incredible results. Uh, And Chad will share, you know, kind of some of his, I got to walk through the process with him. Secondly, we have a webinar coming up. We realize that listening in audio is just not enough. And so we want you to mark your calendars for March 1st. You can check it in the show notes. You can see it on our site. Uh, And we are going to demystify sabbatical. If you are a team wondering, should we quote unquote, send someone on sabbatical? What's next for me as a leader on sabbatical, a spouse, a friend, just show up and learn. This is going to be uh, a great time. So without further ado, Chad, Give us a little bit of your background and especially your background around sabbatical. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so excited to be here today to share and uh, specifically on this topic, a little bit of uh, a background on me. So I've been in ministry for over uh, 20 years uh, all over the country and in uh, in different roles from ministry residency to teaching pastor, campus pastor, and, uh, and even church planner from uh, smaller churches to uh, mega churches. And uh, so I've, I've had the, the privilege of uh, wearing a lot of different hats, which means I've experienced a lot of the different uh, pressure points in in ministry. I've uh, been married to my beautiful bride, Katie, for uh, over 21 years. We have three kids, uh, two of which are teenagers. So a, a lot of the pressure points that uh, the leaders are experiencing and feeling, uh, I have felt them and feel them now. And uh, in terms of sabbatical, it's interesting, right? We've, we all have ideas of what sabbatical is and uh you know for me as i was watching other leaders go on sabbaticals uh you know some would go on uh, writing or sort of work retreats so they would stop one work and go do other work uh some would go on extravagant vacations some would do mission trips and all are, are, are great things um but as i was really approaching a season of burnout i knew i just needed rest i wasn't sure what sabbatical was but i knew i needed rest and i felt like you know after 20 plus years of ministry that my marriage and my kids had both often been put on the back burner, especially coming into sabbatical. We had been church planning for six years and just so much time went into that. I knew I needed a break. And uh, so uh, a little over a year ago, started planning that that process. And I didn't know what I wanted or needed. Again, just knew I needed to rest. And I was so glad that you and I were already in a 
a coaching partnership uh, because I was able to work with you to make sure that I was setting up sabbatical for exactly what I needed, not just what I thought I needed. And uh, it was so refreshing and replenishing uh, for me and honestly for my entire family. And we were able to make memories that will last a lifetime, but I came out of it uh, replenished and uh, really refocused for next season of ministry. So it was an incredible experience, even though I went into it with a lot of question marks. But uh, I would love to hear from you, Alan. Like, what was your introduction into sabbatical? Yeah. And first of all, I love that phrase, uh, pressure points, because every sabbatical is unique. And so um, I experienced sabbatical. I'll share about that. Uh, it was pretty ideal where we were already doing leadership coaching. And then just to shift over, that's very normal, by the way. A lot of folks who you and I are mm-hmm. coaching um, will either receive leadership coaching after sabbatical because you realize I got a good thing going on here. I'm clarified and replenished. I want to keep this movement going on. And I get to uh, do a lot of leadership coaching with folks. And it leads into the realization that I need replenishment. So, you know, the burning wasn't or the the building wasn't burning or falling down for you. Um, <laughs> but you began to see, yeah, this would be a great opportunity. And it was. That's right. Uh, yep. Man, you know, I, I pastored for 13 years and um, was grateful that I was actually at a church that had a sabbatical policy. And so whether you thought you needed it or not, it was coming for you every five years. And so I got to experience two sabbaticals. Uh, And what I say is that I did the best I could, Chad, with the resources that I had. I'm an intentional Mm -hmm. dude. So I was reading books about it. I was reaching out to people. I was asking for their best advice. And with all of that, I was able to tee up about a C minus. And I had 10 (laughs) weeks, uh, busy family time as little kids at home, you know, I was still wiping butts. And and it was, it was (laughs) a joke. I mean, it was not the easiest time uh, to be able to, but it was an, an incredible gift. And uh, I think I did the best I could with the resources I had. Next sabbatical time came along and I did a little bit better. Um, And I learned from everything and I got a whopping C plus, I think, for the next one. (laughs) It was better, but it was, again, the best I could do with the resources that I had. And so from that belief, I actually um, realized there are phases here. There, there's a strong why and what and how behind this. And I'm so grateful that some of the disappointment of some of those sabbaticals, um, I was able to transfer into what we're now doing with sabbatical coaching uh, and identify things for different leaders. And and so really some of it comes out of the longing that I want you to experience a better sabbatical than than I experienced, even though it was good, it was fine, you know, passing grades. But one of the things, Chad, that I realized is that I actually don't recommend a high capacity leader to go on sabbatical without coaching any longer. Uh, Before I thought, yeah, you can probably hack it or figure it out yourself. Um, But I just think it's too big of a liability in our world today. We have too much unrealized grief. Um, We're moving so fast. The rate of change is huge. And um, I just didn't realize how much I was processing in my heart, soul, mind, and even my body. Uh, until I had the ability to to stop and rest. So that's really kind of what leads us to to today. And um, man, I think before we get to the what, uh, I know you're listening, uh, going, what exactly? How do you guys define that? We'll get there. Um, but I, also the why came out during my own story. And I just saw, first of all, speed. Like we're just moving so yeah. fast. And I'd love to hear mm-hmm. you speak into that. What was it like slowing down on sabbatical for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I'm so glad that we get to benefit from your struggles on, on <laughs> your sabbatical journey, because I would say, uh, you know, walking through coaching that uh, my sabbatical was an A. <laughs> and so I'm grateful. And, uh, you know, I'm so I'm so 
proud and, and glad that we get to walk other leaders that would say the yeah. same, right? That yeah. as they're walking through their totally. coaching journey, they come out the other side and say, man, that was an incredible experience. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You know, one of the things you kept saying to me heading into sabbatical was, you know, Chad, you don't know how tired you are. And uh, you, you kept saying that. And I didn't, I really didn't know what that meant until I got to uh, in, into what we call our experience phase, where I really stopped. I stopped the working. I stopped the laboring. I, I just, I stopped all of the various things that uh, all of us leaders are so accustomed to doing. And we, 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 discipline and set up our lives to maximize our performance. And yet in the stopping, that's when I really began to feel replenished and enjoy my family at a new level. And to be quite honest, I began to hear God speaking to me, not as a leader, but as a child, as a child of God and discovering that was more than enough. And so it was just a beautiful season of stopping the work and really resting and replenishing. Why have you seen the sabbatical is so crucial? Yeah. And I remember you sent me a picture from Italy, from this, you know, beautiful hillside. Mm -hmm. And and it was clear that you had heard from God. It was clear that you were enjoying life. You and your wife, Katie, were just kind of relaxing and you're, you're soaking it in. And you and I are wired up pretty similar in that we don't have to be working, quote unquote, to be working. I can be driving and I have an idea churning in my mind. Uh, And that's something I'm super grateful for how God wired me. But most leaders I find are the same is that, you know, we could be way out of the office. We could be at dinner across from our family and our brains are still going. And so the slowing is, is actually a discipline there to say, I'm going to intentionally slow down um, my body slow down my mind and a lot of other things follow really our heart and soul next man it, it's so crucial again that slowing is the first one something just happens in that um the second is a maturing is that we're so focused on action in the midst of life we're so focused on career and and who we are even um sort of this mirage that is social media and building up this life around us that um, we have an immaturity to many areas of our lives and that suddenly that matures in ways. And uh, and that isn't all good. Like that hurts some. And then some of it does feel really good to be fully present with the family. But like, man, here's an area that I just haven't addressed and maybe I haven't known to. Uh, and so it's connected to the slowing. And so I would just say those those three, the slowing, the maturing, and you said the magic word before, the replenishing in that mm-hmm. we just simply can't, recover from everything that we're experiencing every week and um and our you know bodies minds hearts in many ways are waging war um each week mm-hmm. and processing through even just news cycles and processing through information and social media we just don't realize like you said how tired you are until you actually get that opportunity and uh, i had ruth haley barton here on the podcast and she say, shaped many of our listeners around the idea of Sabbath. And she shared about her own sabbatical. And she said something that really stuck with me. And she said, sometimes Sabbath isn't enough. Hmm. And I mean, it almost feels heretical in that. But she said she had been through ailing parents, and she had been through several seasons of change, wondering if the org was going to make it through COVID. And she said, I got to the point where Sabbath just simply wasn't enough. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's a beautiful saying because it's an invitation to take an honest look at our lives, um, Chad, and say, what could extended slowing look like? What could yeah, extended maturing look like more than just maturing over you know a 24-hour period 
in that and what what could extended replenishing look like uh, like a drip charge um instead of mm-hmm. plugging our phone in five times throughout the day to grab a quick 30 minute <laughs> charge um overnight so that it can last that full next day doing all the things we need to do um on our yeah. phone so those those are the big three the slowing the maturing and the replenishing really form our why uh behind a sabbatical season yeah well in, in that slowing I, I know for me personally I, I found that i was able to be present perhaps for the first time that i was as i was able to stop all those things right i was finally able to be fully present where wherever i was with whatever i was doing with whoever i was with and it was just a really a really beautiful thing and then i'm, I'm getting a little ahead of us but uh it, it began to transform who i am on the back side of sabbatical but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there a little by little I, I wonder you know i mentioned when i came into sabbatical i had all these different ideas of what sabbatical was i wonder for us here at stay forth uh, alan would you give us a little bit of clarity how like how do you how do we define sabbatical yeah, it's super helpful because um, we'll talk about how we define it and then how we don't define it because there are several, mm-hmm. maybe six or eight, you know, kind of things flying around that confuse people about it. Um, and the first one is, is it's a gift. Like language is mm-hmm. really important, words shape worlds. And so first of all, the posture of this, it's a gift. And a gift is given with a responsibility to steward. So if it feels like this pressure, like I have to wring every little bit of it out, our posture is already off. But if it's this, somebody gives you a gift card or somebody gives you 500 bucks and says, you know, go use this for your family. You you think about it, but it's it's fun to think, man, what's yeah. the best use of this, right? It's a stewardship given with an intention mm-hmm. as opposed to I better really make this count. So posture really matters and sort of how we approach it. And so what we say, it's, it's an incredible gift with an incredible responsibility to steward. So the heart of a steward. Um, that's not pressurized, but certainly wants to, um, you know, see the the best moments come out of that. Like you said, be present with our family, be present to God, be present in some of the hobbies and things that we love doing and replenishing in that. Um, but what is really, really important for us to see is that it's a gift from God. It may be administered mm-hmm. by your organization, but it's a gift from God. So that's the first part of it. But the actual definition, Chad, that we have is a month or more for the purpose of replenishment with the intention to come back stronger. And let me explain that why a month or more, there's just something that happened. You probably experienced it two, three weeks in you're thinking, man, this is the longest vacation I've ever been on. And this is great, but we're literally just starting to get to the good stuff. The body's coming down and maybe you've already been tired and you're starting to get the energy back. Um, Your mind is actually not spinning as much and not creating as many ideas, which feels strange. Like it's not working, but it actually is working. Um, you're starting to be more present to your family and your heart's thawing out. Um, and maybe we're just getting down to our soul, which has been accidentally neglected in the midst of of regular, ordinary life and rhythm. And the second word is replenishment there, is that replenishing that which has been lost, that has leaked out in our life, that's been forgotten, that's been neglected. And again, no shame or no guilt there, but there's a lot of good things we love in life that we just forget to do. And, uh, and so that replenishment, that filling back up so we can pour back out. And then the last one with the intention to come back stronger, that's really important to us. Um, Chad, you and I do not say yes to sabbatical coaching unless somebody 
has the intention to come back stronger. Uh, we're not in the business of like, oh, let me help somebody find another job and let's just use this as an excuse. And the, that's right. the anti-definitions actually of sabbatical <laughs> is just looking for a job. Um, and, and so a month or more for the purpose of replenishment with the intention to come back stronger, man, if you want to take a three week vacation, more power to you. I'm a fan of long vacations, go for it, but let's just not call that a sabbatical. Um, and we'll get into that actually in our next episode next week, um, is why that actually can't get us to that spot of full replenishment in that. So that's our definition. Any, uh, any thoughts on that, that you think are important as a sabbatical coach? Uh, there, there's there's so much there, right? You know, anything really less than than a month is, like you said, is a really great vacation. But that's not what we're talking about, right? We're talking about for the purpose of long term replenishment with this intention to come back stronger. And again, I, I know for me personally, I'm I'm picking on myself, but I suspect there's probably a lot of leaders like me and us that you you develop so much of your life so that you can really perform at the maximum level which is great that's really, that's wonderful you're, that means you're you're probably a really great leader what you discover on sabbaticals beyond that level of performance where you really just get to be a child of god first where you get to be a spouse you, you get to be a parent and then what you discover is in those things when when it's all lined up in the right order you're an incredible leader <laughs> because yeah. your values are in the right order. You're, you're scheduling your life around your values. And when we say they come back stronger, I think that's what we're talking about. All right. Like it's not just, I'm not, I'm not just coming back to be a better leader. I'm coming back as a better person, come back as a better child of God. And that affects everything else that I do. And so what we, yeah. what we see uh, when people are walking through the state fourth process is they are truly coming back stronger uh, yeah. in, in so many ways, but, but I wonder, so that's what it is, Right. Um, but what isn't it? I think that's also, like you said, just as important. What isn't sabbatical? Yeah. yeah. Again, back to the posture. We don't take sabbaticals. We receive them. So mm. it isn't your reward. Um, it's a gift. And it isn't something that I think we squeeze every drop out of and, you know, optimize the sabbatical. Like those kind of words that we may use for our, our work week, we have to be really mm. important um, in terms of that posture piece of that. So again, because it's a gift, it's not, first of all, a long-term vacation. Again, I'm a fan of long vacations schedule mm -hmm. for them. I had, you know, a couple of them this, this last year. Um, I'm a big fan, but it's not just a long vacation where we're just going to sit on the beach all the time. We're just going to do the things that we love. Uh, secondly, it's not punishment. And this is just a really interesting thing. I've heard this, but we put somebody on sabbatical. It's kind of like, man, we we gave them this gift to punish them. Like it doesn't make sense. And this was God's idea. And uh, this is actually this beautiful receiving time. And so it's it's not a punishment. I'm not a fan of, I mean, you can put somebody on leave. You can mm -hmm. say, we really need you to work on these things or they're going to hurt you, your family and this organization. Again, that can be really helpful to give a leader space to deal with certain things, but this is not punishment. Uh, the next one, it's not medical leave. It's really interesting. I've heard pastors before say, um, hey, I have this issue, this health issue. I'm going to go on sabbatical and take care of that. And I'm like, man, I hope our organization would give you time off to take care of your body if you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a leader that was basically going blind. And I remember them wow. saying, oh, I'm going to take sabbatical to deal with this. And I'm like, you need to go to the hospital and just take <laughs> care of your body. Like you probably yeah. can't do other things if you can't see right now. Um, and yeah. so that's that's kind of a bummer when I hear that. The next one, it's not a job search. Um, I, I don't feel like that's a good integrity move either for us as sabbatical coaches or for somebody, um, thinking that they intend to come back stronger when they're really looking now, 
have people realize during that slowing that they're in the wrong spot? Yes, but it shouldn't be that motivating factor. Um, mm-hmm. Again, give somebody time to look for other jobs, communicate openly. Um, but this is one reason people are afraid of it because, oh, you're going to come back and head somewhere else. <laughs> uh, it's not project time. It's not project time. Something like a book. Um, Chad, you're writing a book right now. Mm-hmm. You know that it's not easy. It is work. Uh, I've written four books. I mean, and it's the academic sabbatical idea is actually not a biblical sabbatical. It's an academic yeah. sabbatical, which we know is about tenure and retaining staff and all that. And that's fine uh, for academia. That's not what we're talking about here. This is not time to go write your big book. Uh, it's not disengagement. I think it's really important. You're not running from something. You're actually running to something, the formation of identity. You're running to your family. You're running back to being faithfully present where you're at. And like you say, of course, you become a better leader in the midst of this. It's a roots and fruits thing. And so it is a time to engage those different areas that maybe we haven't spent as much time or energy on or our kids get older. And like, you know, Chad, in different phases, they need different things from us. And it's a chance to give them those different things. Um, the last thing that it's not is a chance to do nothing. That's going to bore a leader. That's going to lead us to some bad places. Boredom does not mm-hmm. work well on most leaders that I know. And so in right. the planning process, it's very important that there's some significant things going on. Actually, things that you're excited about, your family's excited about, and you want to receive. Remember, this is a gift. This isn't a beatdown. It's not how do we do the mm-hmm. hardest things I could possibly do, drag my way through sabbatical, hear from God so I could come back. Of course not. But those things I think are are helpful. Um, a way that we phrase it that I find, and, and feel free to speak into this, Chad, um, is that we live in this get to, or we mm-hmm. live in this have to world. And so we we have to go do this. We have to show up to work. We have to pick up our kids from school or they're sitting outside mm-hmm. in the cold, like have to's of life. Um, and so we call it, a, it's a get to season amidst a have to routine. And yeah. so that get to moment that actually defines a lot of that first day of sabbatical is usually, oh man, uh, I get to just wake up and be present today. I get to wake up mm-hmm. whenever I get a slow cup of coffee. Many leaders schedule these in the summer so that they're you know sleeping at the same time their kids are or, or whatever. Uh, and so that get to piece that governs a whole lot of what folks do or don't do, even the calls they take to quote unquote meetings or lunch gatherings, this is a get to meeting or does this feel like a have to one? Speaking to that, Chad, has that been helpful as you coach people through sabbatical, that phrase? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Almost every single time when I'm coaching leaders and I'm walking them through this journey and the process of what it is and what it isn't, when I get to that line, this is a get to season in a have to world. It's like the blinders come off and the light bulb, you know, appears and people are like, Oh, now I get it. And then it's it's honestly a continual aha moment mm-hmm. as they're continuing to prepare, as they're experiencing sabbatical. And then even when they come back and they start thinking, man, I need more of these get to moments in my life. Yep. Um, it, it was a game changer for me in my process. And I see it so much again with probably almost every, if not every leader yep. uh, that I that me I get too. to coach through the through the sabbatical journey. And, uh, you know, I, I it was it was a it was a, a compass for me. You know, I. And I think back to all the things I wanted to, or I thought I needed to bring into, right? All these have tos that I, that I, you know, I feel like I have to do during sabbatical. And uh, when you were like, no, but what do you, what do you get to do? Like, we, what is it that God's really speaking into this season? And uh, I know for me, one of the things was 
Um, I wanted to be able to say yes to my kids more than I said no. You know, that I was yeah, waking up. Great. And, uh, and we had some really amazing adventures that we that we went on. Um, and those were great. You don't have to do those things. Um, you know, some of our best things, I remember jumping on the trampoline with one of my daughters and we just sort of crashed and we were looking up at the trees above us. And I don't even remember which one of us it was. I think it was my daughter it was like, dad, like root beer floats would be great today. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you're right. And so the next thing we knew, we were we were at the grocery store buying root beer floats and we came back home and had root beer floats for everybody. Right. It was Love a get that. to moment. Love and uh, somebody else one day was like a picnic would be great. And so we made a picnic and we got on our bikes and we rode bikes to a nearby pond. And we had, it was just it was a get to season in a half to world. Mm-hmm. Things that our kids look back and say, those were just beautiful moments. I, and, love that. Uh, I was recently speaking with a leader who unfortunately didn't go through our process. Uh, she went on sabbatical several years ago and uh, we were we were talking about you know life and leadership. I mentioned I was a sabbatical coach and she sort of you know cringed a little bit and I, I, I kind of pressed like, what, come on, it seems like you have a story. And she said, I went on sabbatical and it was the worst four weeks of my life. Yep. I've heard <laughs> was, that so many times. Oh my goodness. And she went on this amazing trip. She went to Israel with one of her children. I mean, she did something big, yep. but what I came to find out is she did all these things. She felt like she had to do yep. and she didn't do the things that she, you know, yep. was really needing. Wasn't this get to season for her. Um, I talk about water a little bit. I remember we were actually having a coaching call and I remember um, hearing that trend that for you, Water mm-hmm. and replenishment were linked. Yeah, it was one of those beautiful things that both the coaching experience and the slowing experience together brought the aha moment for for us. That when my wife and I were traveling in Italy, um, whether we were in Venice or Florence or Rome, we were constantly finding our way back to the water, uh, even if it was only a river. Like that's where we were like, this is this is where we want to be tonight. <laughs> or uh, we actually got the, the privilege of taking our kids uh, to Paris. It was a, a dream of mine, something I promised my kids when they were very little watching Ratatouille. Someday I'll get you to <laughs> Paris. And I was able to make good on that promise. But we were on the river in the middle of Paris almost every day, whether it was walking mm-hmm. along the river walking across bridges, riding on the boats. And then even when we got back, uh, like you, you know, I mentioned a moment ago, we would go on bike rides and we would picnic beside a pond or we would go boating on a on a lake uh, close by. And it, it was it was a, an aha moment. But hey, this is really important. And I actually need to be scheduling the, the mm-hmm. moments around water uh, yeah. into our life. It was a yeah, it was a it was yeah. a beautiful aha moment during the sabbatical experience. And man, I love the thread there from Rupier Floats slow time on, um, you know, whatever you want to do on whatever activity you happen into that day versus the, we're always watching the clock. Well, I got the next thing and not all that's bad, right? I have a responsibility to watch the clock to pick up kids and get them this thing and that thing. Um, and man, I just remember having several of those moments, but without that coaching, um, and I remember thinking, huh, you always talk about this as a relaxing thing, like you're magnetized <laughs> to to water. And so water is a get to for you. You live in Indiana. There's tons of awesome lakes and, you know, ponds everywhere and whatnot. I live in Colorado. And so for me, so much of that is, man, how do I get to a peak? How do I get to a mountain um, or just a little bluff or hill and sit there? And just those little get to's, they're here. They're present. You could get to a lake today. 
I could get to a little mm-hmm. outcropping today with an hour, no problem. Um, but how many times we look over those things because of the have to. Um, and so the the number one word that I want to leave us with as we close up this episode is disorienting. Is that in the the worst and best ways, it is disorienting. The leader that you describe, I've talked to a dozen of them probably that say, oh, sabbatical was brutal for me. And, and I don't want to toot our own horns, but say that's literally why we do sabbatical coaching, because we want you to demystify that. You take a leader that's done everything in their life, except this. It's the one thing they haven't do, which is intentionally pause. People want it to count, right? Nobody's like evil or wicked heading into sabbatical. They want it to count. They want it to matter. They want to come back better. They want to be replenished. Um, they want to figure out how to be more present. And yet I think on our own, it's just so hard to do that with um, with the barrage of who our, our culture generally tells us that we are to be. We're human doings instead of human beings. And so we're sort of, we're fighting for that phrase when we coach people, Chad, that who you mm. are matters more than what you do. Your actual yeah. presence, the essence that you have as a dad, the being in the room um, and being fully locked in um, actually changes our kids' lives and and changes, whether it's a congregation or a company, whether it's a nonprofit changing the world um, or a lunch that I had with six leaders around the table yesterday, like our presence deeply matters and we're living disembodied lives, thinking about the next thing many times. And that's true of all of us. I want to leave this with an invitation. Um, The first one is to listen next week. Listen next week. We're going to dive deeper into this. We're kind of at a helicopter level. We're actually going to dive into um, five foot ground level biker hitting the potholes of what actually should you expect walking through sabbatical. Um, But I've got two other invitations for you. I mentioned our sabbatical webinar, March 1st. We've got two different times for that. You'll see it in the show notes. Just click on that. Again, maybe it's 10 of you on a board and two of you want to jump into this and sort of oversee that sabbatical process. Maybe you're thinking about it in the future and haven't told anyone. Maybe you're actually going on sabbatical. Maybe your spouse is thinking about it and you're terrified, uh, excited. Whatever emotions you're feeling, just show up to that. We're going to walk through this. And our goal is to give you everything we have in terms of the what um, so that you can actually have the healthiest sabbatical possible in that. The last thing is sabbatical coaching. Chad and I spend a portion of our week intentionally investing in leaders and we do 90 minute sessions. We'll talk through these three different phases that we keep referencing. um, And we prepare people for sabbatical. We walk through sabbatical with them. And then maybe the most helpful piece is based on what the father revealed and who they are becoming. We actually help them reorient to work, to life, to family in that way. And so sabbatical coaching, Chad and I are available for this. And this is something that really kicks up this time of year. If you have one coming up this summer, now is the time to plan. If you have one coming up next summer or a year, 18 months from now, I don't believe you can start too early planning so that it can be as healthy as possible in the process. So below, you'll see that. Also, if you have a question on anything around sabbatical, email us at hello at stayforth.com, H-E-L-L-O at S-T-A-Y-F-O-R-T-H.com. Chad and I can answer your questions. We offer a free breakthrough coaching session where we're going to dive in there and see what we can break through, see if there's chemistry there between us, and we can follow up with some sabbatical coaching. So for now, that is your intro to sabbatical. We are trying to demystify the why and the what of sabbatical. Make sure to catch us next Thursday for episode two, where we dive even deeper into this. Chad, signing off. Focus so long.